Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers lost. Russ sucked. Everything sucks. Let's talk about it. The Lakers go into Sacramento and lose to the Kings 125 to 116. Uh, they were down 10-ish points for most of the fourth quarter. They were up 10-ish points for most of the third quarter. Uh, and and they weren't able to get over the hump. Uh, some iffy decisions at the end of both of those quarters by Russell Westbrook. We're going to talk about him plenty here in a bit. But it, it, just in terms of this game, I thought LeBron's numbers look better than he actually was. I thought I, I thought Austin Reeves played his best game of his career to this point. Uh, Malik Monk continues to impress in his own right. Trevor Ariza. Uh, you know, he, he ramps up to 25 minutes and I thought you could kind of start to see the diminishing returns because I don't think he's quite ready to play 25 minutes. Uh, Stanley Johnson takes kind of a backseat as Trevor Ariza plays a little more. And I thought the Lakers could have used a little more Stanley Johnson. Dwight Howard gets into the game, uh, for 15 minutes and was a plus nine. I continue to think that Having a seven-footer when you don't have Anthony Davis at all is kind of useful. So hopefully the Lakers continue to use Dwight a little bit more. Uh, and the other notable thing here is that Taylor Horton Tucker only played 19 minutes. And given the fact that the Lakers are as invested into him as they are, and he's seeding almost 10 minutes to Austin Reeves, that is really interesting to me. So interesting game here. Tough game. I hate losing to the Kings. We're going to talk about Russell Westbrook. We're going to talk about LeBron James. Uh, but the way that the Lakers lost this one was kind of predictable as it happened, and that's kind of the problem. So I have been reluctant to go this far with Russ to this point because I do think it's an oversimplification, but I have arrived here. I... Maybe it's just a single game thing, and maybe the next game he comes back and reminds everybody, oh yeah, that's right, he was at one point one of the league's most exciting players, but he is currently the league's most frustrating player. I don't think that's debatable. He is right now, at times, one of the league's most counterproductive players, which really kind of hurts because when you have LeBron James on the court, all you really need especially if Anthony Davis is healthy, are players who don't F up. You know, just just don't screw up. Don't turn the ball over. Go, don't, don't lose your assignment on defense. Knock down the open jumper. And that's, that's how you succeed with LeBron on your team, again, especially when Anthony Davis is, is healthy, uh, which he isn't, you know, and that has to be factored into how frustrating this game uh, is and how frustrating this season has been, right? Because for Russ, he is trying to land on this moving target where he's trying to learn how to play with LeBron James, but Anthony Davis hasn't been there. And then he was trying to learn how to play with Anthony Davis, but LeBron wasn't there. And, and you know, that context needs to be pointed out. And yet, given how much Russell Westbrook makes, $44 million, like you can't have somebody making that much of your cap and be this kind of either not productive or, again, at times counterproductive. And 
yeah, I, do I think Russell Westbrook, the basketball player, is the Lakers' problem? No, I don't think so. Uh, but do I think Russell Westbrook, the basketball player, at this cap number is the Lakers' problem? Yeah, I really kind of do. And do I think Russell Westbrook at this cap number can be part of the solution? That is the zillion-dollar question right now because if we don't think so, then the Lakers might be better off trading him and dumping him in whatever way that they can. And by the way, they might not be able to because as has been reported multiple times now, all these teams across the league are just kind of like looking at the Lakers and saying, no, man, good luck. You you made your bed. And by the way, this was this was my analysis at the time. I had Jovan Buha on the on, on the show. And I took, you know, one of the parts of the conversation that we had was like, hey, if this doesn't work out, the Lakers don't have the flexibility to be able to move on here. And and I think that is all part of the problem, is that not only has Russ not really fit particularly well with LeBron, which I think was kind of to be expected. Not only were his minutes with Anthony Davis not exactly awe-inspiring, the Lakers, those the, the big three together has looked pretty good at times if you just take out DeAndre Jordan from the equation. And DeAndre Jordan isn't in the equation. And, you know, Frank Vogel yesterday said that when Anthony Davis comes back, he's going to be starting at the five. And maybe the Lakers take off from there, you know. And, and that's why I'm saying, like, maybe... Russ is part of the solution, but where he flat out is not part of the solution is with games like this or with situations like we saw tonight where LeBron is on the court and he doesn't touch the ball at all. He's not involved in a play at all in the biggest possession of the game because Russ is sitting over there playing yo-yo on the left wing until there were five seconds left on the shot clock and he's forced into a step-back three-pointer that everybody watching knew wasn't going in. And and that's where it really hurts you. So maybe Russ figures out, all right, that can't happen again. Maybe one thing that can happen to ensure that tonight doesn't happen again is LeBron stepping in. I am not holding LeBron accountable for Russ's mistakes. I, I want to get out in front of that before I dive into this next topic because, again, at the end of the day, Russ is his own man. Russ is Russell Westbrook. He's going to do Russell Westbrook things, and that is just kind of going to be par for the course. Now, if you want to hold LeBron accountable for Russ being here in the first place, then, yeah, I would agree that was a mistake. But now that Russ is with the Lakers— and LeBron is personally invested in making this work, not just because trading Russ is going to be damn near impossible and trading Russ for anything close to the kind of value that you need to trade him for to still have a chance of winning a championship this year is basically impossible. LeBron needs to make this work. And I think one thing that LeBron has been hesitant to do over the course of his career, which he kind of sort of maybe has to do now, is tell a fellow superstar hey, man, what the bleep? What the hell was that? And there are all these videos of LeBron reacting poorly, you know, dropping his shoulders, dropping his hands, dropping his head, and just walking back to the, to the, to the huddle 
after Russ takes one of those dumb shots. And, you know, those are that's kind of important in its own way because I'm sure either Russ or his people are seeing those viral clips or those viral images. And and sure, like that's fine. But I don't think that's enough to get Russ to like change his approach there. And I think also, by the way, part of this is on coaching. It's ridiculous how little Russell Westbrook, LeBron James pick and roll that we're seeing right now. Like the the whole point of going small and this kind of small with LeBron at the five is you put either LeBron or Russ in the short roll and you give them one or two dribbles to make a decision and you give them a man advantage because the, the opposing defense has to make some kind of decision with the ball handler and the screener. Like that should work out. And we saw the Lakers try it. They just don't have any rhythm right now because they're hardly using it. And like that is a coaching issue. Uh, but there, that said, I do think LeBron needs to, as Russ takes a shot like he took tonight or last night by the time you guys are listening to this, I do think LeBron needs to step up and say, Russ, what the fuck? You can't take that shot there. We can't have that kind of possession. Not as we're trying to build some kind of habits that we use against better teams. This was the Sacramento Kings. They are 17 and 27. They are 11 and 14 at home. This is not the kind of team that like the Lakers should have been competitive with, even without Anthony Davis, because you know Sacramento was playing without Rashawn Holmes in their own right, and he's probably their best player. So the Lakers are are playing shorthanded, but they're also playing against a shorthanded Kings team that isn't as good as them and doesn't have LeBron James on their roster. Like this is a game that the Lakers should have won, and we're on their way to winning. But then the end of the third quarter happens. The Lakers make a run at the end of the fourth quarter, and then a Russell Westbrook happens at the end of that quarter too. And you, we can only do this so long before somebody with the gravitas to step up to Russell Westbrook to say, what the hell, man, can actually do so with any kind of meaningful tone. And the only person who can do that is LeBron James. And again, I'm not holding him accountable for the poor decisions that Russell Westbrook is making. I am, however, saying as a leader and as the face and voice of this organization right now, he does need to be less passive aggressive and more actively aggressive in trying to get Russell Westbrook to not do the kind of stuff that actively hurts the team that he's playing for. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Again, the Lakers lose 116-125 to to the Sacramento Kings. Uh, we do look <laughs> Sabrina and I joked that uh, this was not an episode of the I love basketball podcast, but an episode of the I loathe basketball podcast. Shout to all of you who are making that joke in our mentions. That was really good. Uh, so that is going to that is already currently on the feed. We have more reaction uh, from the Lakers and from those analyzing them on silverscreenroll.com. Change up in the order of podcasts this week. In a little while, I am going to be recording the ep- this ep- this week's episode of The Hook with Aaron Larsoul. Uh, so you're going to want to check that out. And then Friday, we are wrapping up the week in the Lakers Lounge uh, with Harrison and me. Finally, an appropriate day to be in a lounge. Until all of that, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.